0: If you're growing fast, just like we are, you know exactly how hard cash flow management can be. You've got customers to acquire, you've got ads to fund, you've got inventory to finance, especially if you don't wanna dilute yourself by raising around, what options do you have? Enter Wayflyer. With Wayflyer, you can get fast, flexible funding from 10K to $20 million at the best possible rates. No collateral, no dilution, just the funding you need to improve your working capital and help you grow your business. Join the thousands of businesses using Wayflyer to fund their growth Go to wayflyer.com slash pod to learn more. It's been a lesson for
1: me. I think, you know, coming into this being like, oh, I hate the idea of of a Facebook group. And I think as a a customer person, I was like, let's hear the customers say what they like before I decide what I like and dislike. Busy week, huh? What a week. Yeah. What day is it? it feels like it's been Thursday four times. Like every time I see it's Thursday, I'm like, "There's there's zero there's zero way it's still Thursday." Um, but it's it's been a fun week. I feel like we so we had some we had some guests in the office. Joanne came through. Sydney, who's the CX lead, came through. We had some some great in-person, uh, in person in in person work. Um, if you heard the last podcast from Amanda, um, we were talking about how like the optimal in my opinion, at least is having like some in-person time, some, you know, some online vibes, some async. Cody's a big, no meeting kind of energy. So it was rough, but we pulled him in. Um, It's been, it's been hectic, huh?
0: Yeah. What did you, it's it's been a week. It's definitely been a week. Last night, I thought it was totally Thursday. Today feels like a Friday, but I will say, you know, sometimes it's hectic and you don't feel like you're getting what you need to get done. I don't know about you, but this week, I feel like it's like busy, but like, Super productive, like great energy in the office, good team bonding stuff. Also made some killer progress on a lot of our retention stuff. Had the video shoot, so I feel good.
1: Yeah, huge video shoot energy this week. Um, they did like 10 hours of filming, which is always a blast. Bobby was yeah. in the element. Um, that was that was uh, just watching from the side. I think that's super cool to be able to see these like high, high production shoots. Um, yeah, I think fine. the... Yeah. I mean, so, well, first of all, step back. Um, thanks for listening. If you made it here we're episode six, which is kind of chaotic. Um, just two dudes talking about growth and retention and bantering. Um, it's been fun. Appreciate the 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 help from swag.com and, and Wayflyer. Um, for me, I think this, this week was super exciting because there are so many ideas that we've been talking about for a while and we haven't acted on. And I think it's just because everything kind of day to day has been chaotic and now it feels like we're finally moving moving forth and in, in two, i think two projects in particular that i'd love to hop right in on um how's that sound
0: but yeah before we do that question for you what do you think of last week's podcast with amanda just want to get your take on it
1: i thought it crushed i thought it was awesome it, crushed. it was it was such a good time i think it was it was like you know that that's a lot of it is my shit like the anti-hustle um yeah doing things differently. I love it. What about you? I
0: I hope we get some good feedback. I've gotten some already. I I definitely didn't have my A game. I wasn't feeling great last week. I was definitely like, down and um, just tired and stressed. I also felt like such a such an imposter talking about like anti-hustle when I was like burnt out and exhausted. <laughs> but also it was super weird at the end. I literally was talking, just for all, like, all the listeners, I was literally talking and Eli and Amanda just couldn't hear me. Something happened with like my mic or my camera. So like Riverside just shut me out. So I was literally like waving at them and they weren't doing anything. And then they started talking to me about me. They're like, did Cody leave? We're not here. So I literally just like was gone in the last like 10 minutes of the podcast. So I feel like I didn't contribute that much, but I, I learned a lot from you guys and I hope other people do as well.
1: I mean, I thought that it was... It, it, for, two things. First of all, we need a, full, a full-time a full IT team between the two of you. Not oh, the totally. two of you, the two of us. Um, we both have... like it, take, it takes us a good 10 minutes just to start this podcast every week, just with all the tech issues, the camera, the the lights, the, uh, the mic, but I think, yeah, I mean, I, I said this at the beginning of, of the last episode, like Amanda has been such a fun force in this space of bringing this like anti-hustle, but also building really cool shit. And I think it's, it's, it's been fun. And I, I, I yeah, I, I think that there's so much around like the imposter thing, like hell, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of some of that shit myself, um, in terms of like, I probably work too much pretty often. So, Hey,
0: yeah, for an anti-hustle guy, you work on the weekends a lot. <laughs> I know.
1: I know I have, I have work to do, but I think it's like for me, my goal is always like, how can I spend more time? And it's not necessarily spend more time. I mean, family also, but it's also spend more time alone and spend more time scrolling <laughs> endlessly on TikTok. I, I live for that.
0: Most people are like, how do I spend more time with my family? I like, how do I spend less time with them?
1: How do I spend more time alone, plus more time with family, plus get my work done? Like, I think that there's, I mean, I'm an introvert. I I love alone time. And I think some some introverts will probably resonate with that. Like, I love being completely on my own with nobody in the vicinity, just kind of vibing. But
0: yeah, yeah. Love that. Love that. All right. Should we get into it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I, these are two, these are two topics that are fun. Um, I just interrupted you. What were you saying?
0: No, I was gonna say let's start because we're talking about Amanda and one thing I loved about her and House of Lies and uh, that episode is I just love people that are doing things differently. I, as somebody who probably doesn't have enough confidence to totally go against the grain, and I, and I'm I'm trying to, especially in DTC, you know, it's it's really hard. Like FOMO is a really really strong emotion, and I, so you know it's that's one of those qualities I guess I want to have more of. And when, when I see it in people, I really respect it, but she has it, there's a bunch of other people who are doing things differently, whether that's just being vocal about their personal beliefs and, and being you know strong and willing to say them, or also how they're building their brands. And it's super refreshing to see somebody who's building their brand differently. Um, so yeah, let's just kind of chat about that. I mean, House of Wise we talked about it last week, it's amazing. Are there any other brands real quick that, you, that you're inspired by? You think they're doing cool, innovative shit that's not the typical DTC playbook?
1: I mean you know that I'm obsessed with Mad Happy. um and I know yeah. that we were chatting about that in the office this week. So for those that have, that have not seen uh Mad Happy launched a collaboration with Columbia, the outdoor uh the outdoors wear company and they launched their entire line on Instagram shop only. So you couldn't purchase it on their website. It was only purchasable on Instagram shop and I I I'm very curious and we can get in touch with them to see how that worked. But I I think it's, I'm always intrigued by people doing things differently, at least trying. And I think the the ability to try and fail quite quickly is something that I've learned is a good thing throughout my career that if you can, if you can fail quickly, it's better than just waiting and thinking what if, um, and I'm just excited to see brands like that just messing around a little bit and saying like, Hey, we have a super loyal Instagram following a bunch of people with their post notifications on. Like, what would that look like?
0: i saw i saw it got the notifications definitely kind of you know scoping it out hacking it a little bit i think it's awesome i i also saw i guess it was in tandem with this launch which was super cool they did i saw it on instagram somebody followed they did some event out in aspen uh and they did they did like a like a breath work thing with the guy uh the co-founder of open it's like a meditation app mm-hmm. um it, I don't know. I just think it's awesome. Super refreshing. It seemed like they had, you know, a bunch of influencers at it obviously to get EMV, but yeah, I just thought it was awesome. It's super refreshing. Like to me, that's brand. I guess it's a little bit of, of community and brand, but it's like actually, you know, doing things around the brand's core pillars, you know, partnering with other companies who have the same mission. It's not like, they're not just doing like a giveaway with open, right? Like a, you know, a, a yeah. an Instagram giveaway to grow followers. They're actually doing an event, getting people together, like, fostering, you know, communication. Obviously they're getting a ton of EMV, like a ton of earned media. Um do they run Facebook ads or not? Do you know?
1: I, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. And I think what you're what you're saying is also around the core pillars. And I think that's what we talk about at Jones is like getting, you know, getting a rigorous brand strategy to kind of inform not just the ads you run, but the mm-hmm. events you create. And I think to your point, like this is a brand that's focused on mental health. Like how cool is it that they can take people out of the chaos that is LA to Aspen, put them up in a hotel and, and do breath work? And I think it's, it's, it resonates not just for the, for the EMV that's shared, but also for the consumers where they're saying like, this is a brand of people that not just create, you know, billboards that say these things, but also put their money where their mouth is and do this on a day to day basis. Like you see payment who's the co-founder is out, Playing pickleball all the time, like he's running a pretty large brand and takes time for himself. And mm-hmm. they, they put mental health first, and I think it kind of resonates for consumers that are buying into the the mission and the vision, and not just the product. They're seeing it and they're feeling things deeply, and that's something we we get excited about here.
0: Yeah, and I totally agree with all that. And I think like it it, it worked on me. I asked you and Joanne in the office, and you guys were both wearing Matt Happy. I was like, tell me like everything you know about the brand. Like I just wanted to like download your brains because. Cause I'm going to buy Matt happy. And I know I am. Cause it, it worked on me as somebody who's like working on my own mental health and doing a lot of meditation and breath work. I saw it and I was like, this is fucking cool. Like I would love to be a part of it. Like they're to me, what brand is, is people that are like sharing like a collective journey together, you know? And so I saw it and I was like, this is fucking cool. Like I resonate with that. Like they, they believe for something, they're actually doing it. They're putting their money where their mouth is. They're investing like I find myself in that brand. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. And again, as a marketer, I'm always trying to pay attention to what makes me feel that way. And so I thought that was super yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think it's it's interesting for me as a consumer. I've always been so like obsessive around like, wait, what's this brand trying to trick me into? Right. It's like when I buy a, a rag and bone t-shirt, I know I'm buying it because it's cool, right? Like, and I and I've always been obsessed with nice clothing but I've always kind of felt like a sucker buying it. Like I felt like a sucker spending $75 on a t-shirt just because it has a great brand. But I think with, you know, with, with Matt happy, the the pricing is pretty aggressive, but it feels like it's like, it's something you're proud to wear because you're proud of the mission. And like you're saying, you find yourself in that story. And I think that's what we talk about as, as brand. I think that to me resonates the most. It's like, how do you create a story that people that people can deeply associate with and find themselves in that story and when we talk about bobby i think you know bobby has been famous for decades around you know the the confidence and you know yourself but better and it's like how do we create a mission a vision around that that people look at the website and try the product and say like this makes me feel better about myself this feels like everything she's been preaching for over the last 30 years and that that feels like gold
0: yeah yeah no and, and i think that's i think that's super important i think it's what we can create. I mean, we're about to do our first influencer events. Um, And so now I'm kind of thinking it's like, oh, like we didn't really think about partnering, right? Like we're we're thinking about, obviously we've got Bobby and you don't necessarily have to do the same things when you have a, you know, a well-known founder, but could we like, could we bring in somebody around confidence? Could we bring in people about health? Could we partner with, you know, athletic greens and do something with them? Like, I feel like the possibilities are kind of endless and, and being able to actually like, collab I r l is probably something that a lot of people are not doing uh Graz is another one I know you've talked about they're doing some cool shit i mean they're I think they're another one we've talked about like i I use that stuff it's it's a essentially a squeezable olive oil bottle if you guys aren't familiar again they're building differently like I don't think they're running paid at all. they're doing some really cool stuff on social, but they're also doing events and like it makes me want to cook because it just looks like fun and they're like really doing a good job just i don't know what do you what do you think they're their core value prop is like, what do you think they're really selling?
1: Uh, a gathering. Mm-hmm. I think they're selling people spending time together after people have been apart for so long, and I think yeah. that cooking is cooking is that like cooking is you know cooking getting together. You know, a zillion years ago, cooking was gathering around fire and having conversation, and I think that they have they have really hit the mark on getting interesting people together in a room to talk about. Olive oil, like if you can do that, you can do almost yeah. anything. And yeah. yeah, to your point, like it's a fun product and it looks good and it's, you know, the website's visually pleasing, but I think it's, it's the heart and soul and, and we're, you and I are pretty friendly with the people, um, behind like their social strategy and their brand strategy. And, and both of those people kind of deeply vibe with that mission and the vision, which makes it feel super authentic. I think that's the key part that a lot of people don't fully get. Mm-hmm. Is like, if you create a brand around mindfulness, but you're a shit show. Like people smell through that, right? Like if you're, if you create a brand, yes and no,
0: yes and no. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for building a public. Like I think Amanda is a great example where like, you know, she's very open and and honest and transparent about the ups and downs of her life. And so she doesn't claim to have it figured out. And I think people like that because it's not, it's not fake. It's authentic. It's just not perfect.
1: Right, right. No, imperfect is fine. I think it's. I think my point is, it's around like you need to be aspiring to get to the place of the of the brand that you're portraying. Like if you, right, right. Don't Instead of like Lululemon, like I don't know if you know yeah. anything
0: about the founder of Lulu. It's like a. It's like an old white dude. You know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's it's it's. I think we're in a. You know thinking ahead over the next couple of years i think it's becoming more and more so where we're in a place that people can smell through bullshit and mm-hmm. you know the world of social and people want to vibe with founders that have a mission mm-hmm. and a vision that's kind of aligned with them values all that fun stuff
0: yeah eight sleep uh eight sleep does a pretty good job with this as well obviously they're they're very kind of niche um yeah but i think they do a really good job with uh I guess it's a little bit more of like a tech bro thing, you know, very. <laughs> I was going to
1: say, energy. maybe explain what eight sleep is for the folks. Yeah. So, so yeah, if
0: you guys are not familiar, so eight sleep is a mattress brand. They call themselves a the Tesla of sleep, but they make mattresses and mattress covers. And essentially their main value proposition is that there's a lot of research that uh, if you overheat when you sleep at night uh, and most people do overheat, they just kind of run hot when they sleep it really kind of impairs sleep quality. And obviously that's that's not good at all. So the, the Eight Sleep actually is like a temperature controlled mattress. There's a little kind of thing that gets hooked up and plugged in that water controls it. Um, and that that allows you to, to sleep cooler, sleep better, recover better, improve your heart rate variability, which allows just kind of says your body is much more rested. I'm a customer, a huge fan, uh, a little bit of a tech bro. So kind of into all that stuff. But yeah, I, I think that they've done a really good job. What they've done is... Um, they've partnered, they're actually sponsored, uh, the Mercedes F1 team. Um, they've partnered with, with Lewis Hamilton and and his team and they talk about, you know, how sleep is super important for recovery. Um, they, they do kind of just like a lot of stuff in that scene, but they're, they're very into like optimizing your recovery to optimize. It's kind of very similar to whoop. If you're familiar with whoop, Yeah, optimizing your recovery to perform better. Um, and and getting, I mean, if you can get, like you talked about getting a a movement of olive oil, like if around olive oil, if you can get a movement around sleep, like that's not a sexy thing to talk about. And if you can get people excited about that, like that's pretty cool.
1: I mean, I think that they, they've definitely hit the performance, but also like how sleep health is health. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like it, 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 it affects your overall health. I think they've done a really good job of making it not all about sleep which I think is your point, right? Like sleep isn't that sexy, but if you transform it from sleep to this broader performance and health and whoop has done a fine job, like no one knew what their fucking resting heart rate was five years ago and they were okay with that. And now it's like everyone's tracking their recovery. I think that's, that's phenomenal feat.
0: Yeah, there's a, I, I hate to use this word that everyone is starting to use now, which is category creation, but it's like getting people to care about things that they didn't previously care about and getting them excited about that. It's a little bit of education, but a lot of, marketing. Uh, that's brand. pretty exciting. Brand. I guess. Sure. Is that what brand is? Did I did I just, <laughs> I don't I know. Make, did I just make up something that I could have just used? In, uh, no, Maybe. More, uh, <laughs> the other one I was just talking to. So I got my my dad for Father's Day. I got him a Lomi. You know the Lomi? Yeah. The compactor. Apparently they're crushing it. I was actually just talking to Matt t- today just about, you know, kind of, I, they, they share a lot of the similar beliefs on growth versus brand and and kind of stuff like that 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 I think we do. You know, they seem. Do you want like to share really the value. vision
1: behind the vision behind yeah. Lomi and what their product does?
0: You might know. I mean, you you want to take it? You might be more familiar. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So Lomi is essentially the the vision is to never have trash again, and it's basically a counter compactor that you take your leftover food and you put it in, and it turns it into fertilizer um, that you can use to put in your plants. Um, it'll take your leftover food and basically turn it into sand, um, which is kind of crazy. They have been, so they've been like- uh, seen, Like fertilizer, um, turns it, was, it into like fertilizer. Fertilizer. Yeah. I think they've been seen on like Kim Kardashian's counter and, you know, some of the, some of the mega celebrities they've started as Kickstarter brand, I believe. And they've- Apparently it was like
0: it. insanely successful Kickstarter, like great marketing. I remember on Twitter, everyone was talking about it. Like, this is how you do it.
1: Yeah. They've crushed it.
0: Um, but yeah, so I think I would I would pay attention to kind of what they're doing. I think they do things very, very, very interesting. But again, if you can get people excited about paying several hundred dollars to do composting, like that's amazing. And that's that's category creation. And there's there's a lot of brand and community and storytelling that you have to do there. And I'm not like mad happy. I don't know if they run ads like these other brands do run ads, but it's not just like the only thing they do. And even how they go about their advertising is is totally unique. Anyone else you got? Anyone else you're, you're enjoying?
1: Um, I think that's it that comes to mind. I mean, I think these are these are a few brands that we've kind of seen for a nice chunk of time and have kind of stood out as brands that are not just like following the herd, um, but testing things, doing things differently. I think, you know, Lomi is a great example of their brand is is talking about a very, 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 like a longer period of future, right? It's not like, Hey, this is something for today, but they're talking about the earth and, you know, global warming. And I think their brand kind of encompasses this larger vision that people, um, get super excited about. And I think that's kind of their unlock. It's not like, Hey, Hey, trash is sexy. It's like, imagine a world without trash. And I think, you know, Matt, their whole, their whole squad there, they're genius marketers and they're the team behind Pila, which is a, a c- compostable phone yeah. case. And they've transformed that to a tremendous brand. I mean, they're, they're a brand that I've watched for a while, and I think they're just uh, great folks to kind of keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, they're crushing it. They're crushing it. All right, switching gears. Uh, what What's going on in your world, your work world? Like, Is there anything you're kind of excited to chat about that's on your mind that you think folks would want to hear?
1: I'm done. I don't do anything. I hardly work. Cody's recently my boss, and he's kind of been super soft on me, and I... No jokes. I'm completely joking. <laughs> Please don't fire me. Um, no, this has been... This has been exciting. Like I talk about this as like people ask why I joined Jones. Um, A few reasons. First of all, huge mascara guy. Love a a good (laughs) mascara. Look at those Um, eyelashes. Yeah, exactly. Um, And the real reason kind of why I joined Jones was around the ability to test things and try things that I'm excited about with a team that's eager to do that. And Cody and I have been aligning on that for as long as we know each other. Like we wanna do the things that work well, but also test new things and something that we've been, I've been talking about on Twitter for the longest time. So two things, first of all, two things I'm excited about doing. Number one, community. Um, We'll talk about that in a second, community. Number two, um, our kind of makeup artist, concierge, whatever thing that I'll talk about as well. Uh, Number one, um, community. So we've, we've chatted about this on the podcast, in a few episodes at this point, um, where we constantly talk about people that just start a Facebook group, toss a bunch of people into it with no mission or vision and, you know, nothing laddering up to anything and just say, Hey, you're all here because you purchased the product, go vibe with it. Um, and I've always been because of, because of like my preconceived notion about like Facebook groups and how annoying those can be. I've always been very, very, "Ah, I don't know. I don't want to do that. And I think that to the well, the obvi community, like watching those folks, like Ron and Ash and, and Cody and I have become good friends over the last couple of months, just watching what they've built you know, like 54,000 people in a group. And when they told me about it, I was like, Go away, like this is silly. But they're like, No, this actually crushes. And I joined as, as a member, and I've not been on Facebook in way too many years, but I joined as a member of this obvi community. Oh, they let I've you in, they wouldn't scroll- let me in, really.
0: No, I'm winning on my, no, I just up. tried, I just tried yesterday after we were chatting about it. So hopefully they accept me. If you guys are listening, please.
1: they better. Yeah, uh, please accept them. Um, so I joined and I think what's fascinating to me is it's not a group of people shilling a product. It's a group of people sharing what their vision is behind, like what their mission is behind buying this collagen product. And it's, you know, it's great for weight loss. You know, they have a fat burn product, and they have a product for nails and hair. And it's just like people sharing like before and after photos and their journey to feel better about themselves. And there's confidence behind it. There's motivation. It just feels like this larger mission and vision. And it's also a community of fifty thousand people, people like that we about. Right, it's
0: people that are going through a similar journey together.
1: Exactly. So they're going through a similar journey and they're hyping each other up and they're like, Hey, have you tried this? And here's a recipe. And it's, it's so engaging because people, it's not just about the product. Like, it's not just this product story. It's a story of what their brand is about. And we were talking about like our core kind of like customer base. They're slightly older. It's an older demographic, mostly female. These are people that are on Facebook all the time. But, um, so how do we, how do we create a community? And, And when I thought about it, I thought about three things technology like what should we use to build this thing um, moderation like how do we moderate this what does that look like and then number three is what are the perks and I can hop yeah. into all three of those but I think you know technology it was kind of basic like should we use slack or discord and you know when we thought about it it's like what platform are our customers already natively on for way too many hours a day posting photos of their kids and grandkids it's Facebook Yeah. Um, As much as I
0: didn't want to do it on Facebook, it's just like the best option.
1: Yeah. People are there anyway, right? So it's like, okay, what does that look like? And then I think, you know, what we've seen with moderation is it goes one of two ways. Either communities are completely kind of lawless, where people are like just posting photos of their political views and the conversation around makeup, which we definitely don't want. And then there are communities where you have to like, Post something and they don't allow any of them, you know, like you have to kind of every post goes through a pending stage and they don't allow many posts. And it's kind of very, very locked down where it just feels like, okay, this is just a community where you sell us shit. Like this is not native. Um, so we, so I had a conversation with my CX team and they are beyond excited to jump in and moderate. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of set aside some ground rules as like, here are the things we won't tolerate in this group. And this is, you know, kind of our, our basic rules of engagement. Um, but it'll be fun to kind of give these people the ability to maybe get shade matched in a Facebook group, or maybe talk about a product saying like, Hey, I've been looking at shimmer face. i do any of you like it. And we'll have Becca and Melissa show a photo of themselves using it and loving it. So I think it's just been, it's been an exciting thing on that. End. And, and then on the perk side, it's like, we've done a ton of customer research. We've interviewed a bunch of customers. We've done phone calls. And video calls with a bunch of customers. We have a lot of different ideas around what our customers love, and shockingly, I, Cody and I were sure that everyone would just say like, give us a zillion discounts. But we, we actually got some really deep and exciting, you know, insights.
0: Well, it, it was interesting because we did send out a survey. So just to kind of go back, so people can track, we started talking about this. We're like, all right, like, how do we, how do we validate the idea, right? Like, I, I'm always trying to think. I, I think I try to take a lot from like. Product people in tech, I think oftentimes they do a really good job validating and, and testing things where like DTC marketers kind of go full force into something without really validating it. So let's validate it, let's talk to some customer customers. So the first thing we did sent out a survey to some of our more loyal customers. What was interesting is again, we as a brand, we don't really do any discounts. We don't want to do a standard loyalty program. A lot of people said that that was what they wanted. And so I wasn't that happy about it. I felt a little bit of cognitive dissonance because I That's not what we want, but is that what they want? And then, so we had somebody on our team get on the phone with a bunch of people. And it was really interesting because that was not what people wanted. They wanted, you know, more connection to the brand. They wanted early access. They wanted exclusives. They wanted to feel like they were part of a community to feel like they were involved in helping the brand with new launches and stuff like that. They wanted access to Bobby. It was kind of interesting. So that's kind of just a good lesson in there. It's like, if you put it as an option, people are going to say they want that. Uh, but that was kind of our next step, and then we we just met about it, and now we're we're hoping to go minimum viable product into community and and start with a a minimum number of people, you know, that we can get away with putting in a community, moderating it. And w- what do you think? Just seeing how it goes. What do we do from here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's. Yeah, it's, it's super exciting to see what that looks like with a group of, you know, 50 to 100 people and seeing what the what the community is like, but also continuing continuing to talk to these people and see how, you know, if it's what they expected, what they'd like to see from it. And kind of like as we, as we see that people are enjoying it or, you know, kind of iterating based on that feedback, we'll obviously continue to kind of open the gates, like you're saying, kind of like this MVP product roadmap where we continue uh-huh. iterating testing and then getting feedback. So whether that looks like, tagging these people and sending them surveys every couple of months to see how they like it and seeing how NPS kind of goes up and down based on that. I think there will be a lot of kind of testing, but continuing to talk to the customer and I think it's, it's been a lesson for me, I think, you know, coming into this being like, oh, I hate the idea of of a Facebook group. Like I've said that, um, I think it's been, it's been humbling and exciting to kind of go through it and like, maybe that is just because I dislike Facebook. Um, there are communities that are really successful. Um, building there and i think as a as a uh as a customer person i was like let's hear the customers say what they like before i decide what i like and dislike
0: which is what i think is just like an interesting kind of point right there and like i talked about i kind of went through it there but it's like marketers operators whatever we call ourselves like we have to be open to to changing our minds on stuff like that, that, you know, we might not like stuff. Like you and Joanne will talk about stuff on SMS and like in my mind, I'm like, this stuff is stupid. Like no one wants SMS, but like, clearly I'm wrong. Like the numbers yeah. show very differently, you know? And and same thing, like we we might not want to be involved in a community of a, of a brand in a Facebook group, but like, we're not, you know, the average customer. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think it's, yeah at the end of the day I, it sounds so simple so cliche but like actually listen to them and like don't let your bias get in the way because we all have our own bias
1: yeah no 100 percent. i think it's so, it's going to be really exciting yeah we'll we'll test it we'll see what happens
0: so thoughts on like what 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 are we giving and what are we getting out of it what what do you think we're what are we yeah, What are I we mean, I, what are we planning our our value to be
1: I think the biggest, well, in terms of like more brand, mission value, you know, all that fun stuff, you know, it's, it's confidence. It's the no makeup, makeup look. It's people feeling great about themselves and and other people saying like, Hey, you look great wearing that, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's like the, the, the kind of higher level, um, when we think about on a very, on a very, on a very practical level, um, in terms of like perks, I think that the most exciting thing for me is, you know, I I come from the Kickstarter world where people love giving money to something that they don't mm-hmm. even know will ever fucking exist, just so they can mm-hmm. feel like they're part of building the brand. And that's something that sure. I've seen, you know, thousands of customers resonate with the idea of, hey, I'm part of the building of the brand that Olipop we launched. Blackberry Vanilla, which is completely based on, you know, we did a survey on SMS. It was like, Hey, do you want to try, do you want Blackberry Vanilla or Blueberry Vanilla and Blackberry won? And we kind of launched it and sent them like, Hey, you voted for this. This is your product. Like most of them purchased because people love feeling like they're involved in the creation of the product. So the goal for us in terms of like on a practical level, in terms of giving and getting, it's like, we get the ability to have a cultivated community of people that can give us feedback on product but also in terms of giving you know they'll have early access to products and they'll have the ability to be part of our product development journey so hey what do you think about this idea like are you interested in x do you like y you know like and 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 again like yeah this this side of bobby whether it's behind the scenes footage or kind of like this more intimate um side of you know this this legend behind the product um, but I think, yeah, connection, getting a little higher on the, on the, I know we love talking about the hierarchy of needs, but getting a little higher and feeling like you're part of this larger mission of, of getting this incredible, you know, brand into the hands of more people.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably something to think about as well as again hierarchy and brand pillars, but like, how do you give these people exclusive access to, you know, is it, is it speakers? Is it, is it a. Is it events? Is it a mad happy type of thing where you're bringing in other brands and companies that are giving talks and and events that they wouldn't you know otherwise get? I think that's a, a super cool thing. You know, maybe it's other beauty stuff. Maybe we just stick in beauty. Maybe again, maybe it's not. Maybe we branch into wellness and 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 confidence and mental health. If that kind of becomes a part of it, whatever it is, I think definitely giving that. I I always use the analogy when we're talking about like people, like giving people ownership, making them feel like they're involved in the product development process. Like when you cook food, you like it so much more people just, there's just this natural instinct to love what you feel like you had any involvement in. So I don't want to say you're tricking them because you actually should be taking their feedback, but also know that that's one of kind of the benefits. And then as a marketer, you know, one thing I want to get out of it, like, it's so amazing to have this group that you can seed some products to early on and actually get their feedback. Hopefully, you know, maybe you can get some UGC out of it. I mean, part of it is, I think we also want to put a lot of our influencers in there as well, kind of brand ambassadors, see what becomes of it from there. But I think, you know, your influencers should be brand ambassadors, you know, like Amanda talked about, don't consider them like differently. They're all part of your community just at different levels. Um, Yeah. But, but, but being able to, to have customers write in and and comment and talk about what they love about a product, uh, why they love it, what it did for them, so that when it comes to launching ads, doing your copywriting, you know exactly what to say, and you're not making it up. I think that would be a tremendous benefit for our team.
1: Down to Chat is brought to you by Swag.com. We are gonna be talking more about employee retention in this podcast, and I think one of the super important parts of keeping employees is making them feel valued. Um, It's core to company culture, it's core to making people Welcome, and so many brands pull out this janky old swag uh, that people don't want to keep. Swag.com is exciting because they carry thousands of incredible products from custom tech to apparel like North Face and Yeti and Nike, so much more. Swag.com works with 5,000 companies like Amazon, Netflix, Spotify, TikTok, Google, Apple bunch of small startups. Um, what the most exciting thing for swag, the most exciting thing for me on swag.com is that you can create these custom gift templates where when somebody joins your company, they fill out a form, uh, they go into onto this landing page. I know Cody's a big landing page guy. Hop on a landing page and you can actually you know brand this landing page and it feels like your company's swag selection page, which is absolutely awesome boxes to 50 different addresses on their site so excited for that um if you, if you use promo code d2c10 at checkout you get 10 percent off your first order um check it out swag.com yeah i mean i i think from a marketer's lens like getting i mean there are so many things i could think about from the products that we've launched that you know like very basic like how to use this like certain things we didn't think about and then you know like for example with our wtf like you you're supposed to mix it before you use it. If we had sent that to a couple hundred people before we launched, like I think we could have gotten that feedback and slightly refined our our kind of welcome experience with that product. So I think yeah. it's just, you know, getting it in front of people and seeing how they react to it is always is always fascinating and I think that's that's probably our biggest get
0: absolutely absolutely so i'm excited we'll we'll, we'll share more we're just kind of about to roll this out now so we'll definitely kind of keep you guys posted share more share on twitter i'm sure eli's going to share in his newsy. if you haven't subscribed to that you definitely should uh how do they newsy. Just hit you up on twitter it's in your, your
1: yeah I mean, on twitter right yeah or it's uh or it's eli with an extra dot com. right
0: you bought a domain
1: so it it re- it's like a, i bought the domain for like three bucks and it redirects i'm I'm a big tech guy recently
0: yeah, I love that man we're <laughs> we're, we're moving up in the world. He got a shore mic, and now we're we're buying domains
1: unreal it's it's been, right. it's been it's been a wild couple of months, huh
0: switching gears what what are we chatting about now?
1: I mean the other. I I'd, I'd love to talk about. So I'd love to talk about the other kind of mission that I've been up to this week, and then we can talk yeah. about some of your some of the things that you're testing um, and working on. But the other the other kind of big big thing that I've been thinking about is you know at at Olipop, this was like our wholesale department where we're, where we were thinking like you know if somebody's buying twenty or thirty cases they're not going through a UNFI or he like a larger distribution network, but they're not also like they're also not going to buy thirty five dollars for a twelve pack twenty times. Um, so we were giving them like discounted rates, and they were going through a separate website and the thought was like, how do we communicate with them differently because i I do think that almost every kind of different customer group should be communicated slightly different to, should be communicated to slightly differently if you can afford to do that time wise bandwidth wise um and for us, so we essentially have this community of makeup artists where Uh, just about every beauty brand will have people reaching out. Hey, I'm a makeup artist. I use your product all the time. Do you have like a makeup artist rate or discount? Um, and what I've seen in doing research is, you know, most brands will have this very straightforward, like fill out this form and, you know, send us your portfolio and you get, whether it's a discount or whatever, some brands like Mac are charging people to get this discount. So they, you know, they've, we've seen very different, um, kind of, programs across the industry. And Jones Road took a pretty similar approach to, you know, like, if you are a makeup artist, and you can put forth some of the work you've done, and and all that fun stuff, you get a a pretty solid discount. Um, And the goal with that is, is obviously, you know, if somebody buys makeup and puts it on their face, it might look decent, but if a makeup artist um that's super professional is putting it on their face, it'll definitely look decent. it might look great. so how do we kind of get this in the hands of makeup artists um so that comp- that's been running you know people have this makeup artist discount code and purchase, and the thought processes the thought process we had was how can we create a a, an environment where these people can feel like they have a connection to the brand and almost like how can they have a concierge person at jones road that can keep them updated so for example when we launch a new product you get a message from somebody on the team who's your contact that says hey we've just launched this new product your discount code's still active come and buy it and for us it's less about the money we make but it's more about the community we can create of people that'll use jones road so we gain two things first of all they'll use jones road with their clients more often but second of all they feel like they have somebody they can reach out to to get how to videos to get set up on you know whatever else they need that might be out of stock that we can get them you know a connection to so it you know what that might look like is and it's a pretty low lift. So, what it might look like is somebody who's a makeup artist on our team, whether it's Aviana or Sydney or whatever that is, um, somebody on the team will be the, their point person and they'll get an email that's a plain text when they sign up um, saying, Hey, welcome to our makeup artist program. Here's what to expect. I'm always happy to help you with any questions you might have regarding the product. Here's how to use your discount code and basically setting them up for success. And then, you know, when we start thinking about, any sort of product launch, it's, you know, we're thinking about email, we're thinking about SMS, we're thinking about VIPs. Now we have one more cohort to think about, and it's our it's our makeup artist program. And it's like, how do we, you know, how do we, how do we talk to them, you know, from makeup, you know, Bobby Brown started her career as a makeup artist. And how do we talk to them from makeup artist to makeup artist, high level, you know, here's how to use the product, not for a starter, but for a pro. And as always, if you have any questions or concerns, you know, reach out to me. Aviana, you know, the person that's behind it. So it's a plain text email, super light. And that's kind of my broader vision. What do you think, Cody? All
0: right, so I love it with some conditions. Number one (laughs) is is bandwidth. Yeah. I'm all about prioritizing and, you know, picking a certain number of initiatives per quarter and making sure you're doing them correctly. So I think that's number one, just is it the right time? Is it the right thing right now? I, I think that totally makes sense, though. Number two, like Amanda was talking about, is there some way where where they are a member of our community, and it's not just separate; it's it's different sections of the same community. And there are are there benefits of having them in the community with customers and influencers. Third, yeah. and this might be the growth marketer in me is this? Oh, is there a way to turn this into an affiliate program? Because then I love it.
1: Um, I think all three of those comments are solid. Um, on the bandwidth side, I think, yeah, that's obviously very important to make sure it doesn't kind of suck up time. Like how can we kind of create one email for the intro and then just, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, another task that takes five minutes just a sure, few times sure. a year when we launch products. So I think that's that's a valid point. On number two, I think that's an interesting point to consider like how can we kind of keep them in in a in a community and maybe give them an elevated experience but it it could be beneficial to have you know makeup artists in a community with customers to be able to help um Mm -hmm. give feedback and kind of mingle with the customers i think it's a a very solid idea and number three i mean a thousand percent we should most certainly have a affiliate program um for these people to share and and what we did um So what we did at Olipop is we were working on a RD program, registered dietitian, and we would give these dietitians, um, we'd give them free product. So they'd get some product to try, and then we'd give them coupon codes to give to their customers. And if somebody came in saying they have a messed up microbiome or they need more fiber, they'd recommend Olipop. And I think that's, you know, it's definitely something to think about because as you kind of go into... I mean if any makeup artist doesn't only carry one product they have multiple brands and it's like mm-hmm. they they do need some sort of incentive to pump your stuff versus somebody else's mm-hmm. um you know granted if your product's great your product's great but if if whichever brand is giving them a 20% kickback on everything they send over they're less likely to send yours and I think it's you know my 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 next step on on comment number 3 would be talking to some of these makeup artists get them on a call and say like what 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 inspires you to share a product with somebody else?
0: All right, so we just did our weekly one-on-one. Go do that. See but you in a done. week. Let me know how let me know <laughs> how that goes.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No, this is. Yeah, it's I, been so exciting to kind of just try new shit.
0: Yeah, I just don't like doing stuff half-assed, and like I get that it's low lift to just put up one email, but it's like if you're gonna do it, like just fucking do it. And I don't mean this to yeah. you. I'm just saying. Like, in no, general, no, no, no. Take like, right people in my and yeah. myself out there. So it's like. I just want to do things. I mean, there are so many things I want to do. I want to do affiliate program. I want to do SEO. I want to do, you know, YouTube. I want to do OOH. I want to do uh, TV ads. It's like there are so many opportunities. I think strategy is understanding what you're saying no to and what you're kind of. What what you're waiting on and just just bookmarking for a little bit, you know, in the future. Of like, yeah, yeah. When is the right time? What are the bandwidth? Again, what's like the MVP? But like. Because we, because there are so many people out there that'll be like do TikTok ads, and they they don't take the time to invest the resources that they need, and then they're like, "Oh, it didn't work for us." And it's like, "No, it's not. Yeah. That it didn't work for you because you didn't work at it. Like, you didn't you didn't give it the proper test and give it enough resources that you needed." So I just want to make sure because it could be a huge opportunity that like we're all in on it uh, on on whatever we decide to do. But I do see it as a big opportunity.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's spot on, and I, I do think that we. It's kind of crazy, like to think how you know we're less than two years into this. Um, you know, Jones has absolutely crushed it out of the gate, but we haven't scratched the surface on things we can do. I mean, from from marketing and advertising to you know, CX, everything. Right,
0: one percent of it, pretty much. And this is the thing I'm always <laughs> yes. trying to get across to kind of see people think one percent of it. I mean, and, and maybe a fault of mine is like. I never think what we're currently doing is good enough like I always want to like perfect it like what we're currently doing and I don't think we can do the next thing until it and like that's something I'm always working on but yeah it's like we've just barely scratched the surface I mean we're just like updating like our core flows live now like just like elementary stuff so yeah I mean I definitely want to innovate and do all this really cool shit but I also just want to master the basics you know and I think a lot yeah. of brands overlook that
1: Totally spot on what so, what are what are the, what are your testes?
0: My my testies of the week.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So I, I've been focused, obviously, a lot of ad things. Um, really, kind of just just general. I have a lot of stuff on the work in the works, kind of on the organic side, but but really just stuff we're planning out, like SEO, blog, you know, affiliate. So really, nothing that I that is coming to fruition right now. So really, on the ad side, uh, a, lot, a lot of really fun stuff. You know, TikTok is not necessarily working as well as it did, uh, I think for various reasons. So we're definitely getting a lot better efficiency on Facebook. Things are actually looking pretty good. Uh, And so let me just share a few things I've been testing. Um, Whitelisting. So, you know, if anybody's not familiar, instead of running ads from the brand page, that's actually running ads from uh, someone someone else's handle. That's taken up the majority of the spend. I think at a certain time, you know, this month, we actually had no ads running from the Jones Road page. Like I had multiple people message me. Oh, wow not running ads. Uh, And we just have various pages that we're running stuff from. Uh, Consistently, we'll test over and over and nine times out of 10, whitelisting just outperforms. Um, So that's just kind of something that I just want to throw out there if you're not doing it. So we're doing obviously- Who are you whitelisting through? So Bobby's page, so founder page, uh, uh, content creators. So any influencers we partner with, we get whitelisting access Mm. to them. We almost always test it or we usually test it and it almost always performs better from their page. Uh and wow. then uh we also have a uh, an editorial partner. We're using one right now. We're spending about 20% of our budget going through uh an editorial partner. Uh that's working really well. So it's an ad uh that essentially says, you know, makeup guru, Bobby Brown's top five tips for you know uh beauty over fifty or whatever it is. Uh the click-through rate, those are all static. The click-through rates on them are you know we've been running for a while but they're probably about 5 6% so the clicks are costing us less than a dollar uh it goes to wow. it goes to an article that has kind of main tips and stuff like that then then leads to you know various of our pdps so that is working exceptionally well even factoring in the 15% affiliate commissions we're paying on that um i really wow. want to try one of those with like a brand founding story that'll kind of be one of the next ones we whip up so so that that performs exceptionally well um
1: who's writing the copy it. for that
0: uh mostly me um kind of multiple rounds of it they <laughs> get, get final say but yeah i'm right i'm writing that up he's
1: a copywriter
0: i write a lot of, i write pretty much all the ad copy it's crazy uh, all the ad copy all the tiktok all the the, the video shoots second thing right is some of the creative tests we've been running so hooks testing the hooks that work for us you know again not, not everyone's in beauty not everyone can kind of do the, the, the same exact test but the principle i take away is try to do a pattern interrupt so try to do something that's just capturing your product, having it be the star of the show, but capture, capturing it in just a really kind of weird way. Again, not gross, not off-brand, but just something that's going to stop and make people be like, what is that? Um, a lot of people think ours is food, but again, it's just enough to to get attention. We do like close-ups of breaking the seal. Uh, Some ones that we tested that I thought were going to do well and they really bombed Or We did all these really cool ones where we were like dropping the products and then in post, we like reversed it. So they were like coming up into somebody's hand. I thought those were going to crush it. I was super excited. They looked so cool, uh, and those didn't do very well. Those were like a you know sub. Why do you think they didn't do well? Up. I don't know because I love them. I I, I don't know. I, maybe they weren't enough movement. They weren't quick enough to capture people's attention. Maybe they looked too much like an ad. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. So I was a little surprised. Um, so testing those hooks. And what one other thing we have been doing is testing messaging very strategically. Um, what I mean by that is before we were working with this agency, you know, we didn't really have the bandwidth to test as structurally sound as we wanted to. So we would just kind of test whatever we got in, but we, we weren't really doing enough volume of messaging testing and keeping all of their variables constant. So we weren't really learning. And I think that's the most important thing is you should not just be trying to find performance with your creative testing, but trying to find learns. Mm-hmm. So now what we're doing is we'll take the exact same creative, exact same visuals, but we'll test like eight to 10 different copy variations on it. And uh, it's, it's been really eye-opening. Uh, just kind of finding, you know, again, I'm not going to share because it's not going to be what resonates with, with everybody else. But, you know, principle is just just do it. It'll be eye-opening. You're going to know what's going to work. You're going to know what's not. Um, and, and so kind of our, our flywheel, the way I, I like to think about it, you know, is your, your organic efforts should be informing your paid strategy and, and copywriting. And then your your paid findings should also then be kind of feeding into your organic and vice versa. So we'll start TikTok. You know, we'll start research. We'll do. We'll look at our TikTok comments. We'll look at kind of our previous TikTok stuff organically. See what performs well. Uh, we'll look at um, you know customer. We'll look at CX tickets. We'll look at customer reviews. We'll look at just like TikTok search queries and and uh, you know what what the trending videos are for, for our niche. Create organic content about that. Launch them see what works well, what doesn't, whatever works well, we'll turn into a spark ad, we'll run that. If we get something that works there, we'll turn that into a Facebook ad with that same exact creative, we'll run that. Then whatever we're finding is like the top two to three per month or per quarter, we'll then do a, a higher quality studio production using that. So one other thing that we have working well is a product origin story ad. Obviously that's it's with Bobby, but um, which totally helps, but we're telling a story about, the origin and why a product was created, which I think is really fascinating. I think it's also really uh, important, again, if you're if you kind of have a differentiated product, a category creation product. So, you know, my my personal belief is you shouldn't be selling stuff on Facebook and TikTok. You should be selling stories that happen to to lead with a conclusion of of buy this product. Uh, So that's been something that's working extremely well. So we just shot with with growth for those i'm I'm really excited to see what will happen uh with a lot more of these stories so yeah stories and education is what's working for us because you know that's what people are on social for is is to be entertained and to learn you know I say it all the time about TikTok, but Facebook Instagram is no different they're not in there to shop yeah
1: yeah I mean it makes total sense I think it's it's also been and I know Brian was in on our slack n p s channel um as well as like on the NPS stuff, but it's always interesting to see kind of qualitatively what people love and what people hate about a product. We use retently, but whoever you're using for NPS, it's kind of like, it's always fascinating to be able to see like kind of qualitative things. And I think for us, especially, especially around the CX side, like it's always been seeing even how people use a product and then kind of like regurgitating that kind of content and sharing it when other people have a similar problem has been interesting. And I think about it from like ad angles and perspectives too. It's always been interesting to see what problem we're solving for customers and then kind of be able to share that as a, as an ad angle. So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I had to mute the, the NPS channel a while ago cause it was too many, but I should probably get back in there. But yeah, de- definitely, you yeah. know, for, for your research, just understanding, cause you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get some interesting angles, some different concepts that you probably wouldn't have picked up if you were just, you know, if you weren't getting those. So, uh um, that's it. One other thing I'm, I'm testing creative and then I'll talk about landing pages is, um, you know, there's there used to be the stat that like 85% of Facebook Instagram sessions happened with sound off. So you had to use captions. I have no idea what the number is currently at, but I think it's way less than that. I am finding that captions are, are often underperforming and every video now has to have audio. We, we, we don't run any static. People that I know that are running statics are running are finding less success in static um my my i guess theory as to why this is important and why is this happening is because there's the TikTokification of instagram and, and meta platforms in general you know mm. TikTok is is sound on instagram and facebook now are trying to compete very hard with reels like i just watch every single day my instagram feed to see what happens and every day it's just this hybrid thing of the instagram we used to know and not really love, but some people I guess did. Yeah. And this like hi- this like hybrid thing, let's like mutation between TikTok and it's it's just you're just seeing it happen all all the time, every day, more and more. I just read that Facebook is getting rid of their newsfeed and they're doing way more reels on Facebook. Um, and so we'll see what it's happens there. But it it really is. It, it it I'm really enjoying watching it play out and just learning. But so I think that TikTok style ads work super well, but also sound on all of your Facebook ads. So mm-hmm. if if we used to do these like application videos where people just apply stuff and we had music in the background, we're not doing that more, not finding success. If somebody's not talking directly face to camera, what we are doing is we are making sure they do a voiceover or we'll put a voiceover of like Bobby over it over some B-roll. Uh that's super fascinating. One last thing we're finding just somebody straight talking to camera usually does not perform as well as B roll. So every few seconds you want to be changing up your scenes so keep them talking but show either some behind the scenes show them applying it from different angles show mashups work really well uh, a lot of times those perform way better than just a person talking to camera uh, which also
1: which probably thanks sense. to TikTok right like all the high high speed ADHD style content has been kind of
0: i think so definitely with but i think it's also saying. just a general storytelling principle i mean if you watch a uh-huh. movie if you watch Batman and stuff right. like that like they're they're going to be cutting up you know, every few uh-huh. seconds, just to keep people's attention.
1: Uh, but definitely. Yeah. And
0: then so one last thing, um, landing pages, yeah, we, we've we been testing, we used to run a lot of our traffic to PDPs, instead of product detail pages, uh, because why not? And they work totally fine. But we've gotten away from that and done a lot more listicle. So listicle is like a five reasons why. And we've also done a uh, like, what we call a Trojan horse. I haven't really seen anybody else call it that. But the reason why is it's a landing page that kind of looks like a homepage, but it has these like subtle conversion optimization kind of things built in. Where it's obviously not mm. your standard homepage. Um, but if you think about it, this is actually um, Brian from Wonderment on Twitter. He made a really good point when I tweeted about this. He's like, you know, a PDP is perfect for somebody coming from the homepage. They have, co- if you think about, it, they have context. They know your brand. They probably search for you organ- you know, or directly. So they're they're probably more familiar. Then they go to a collections page. Then they get to a PDP. They're they're self-selecting, but on paid social you're just putting somebody from an ad on on a social feed you know or a content feed to your landing to your landing page. like you need more context. So I would think about like this landing page as being a home page for the product. It's just like a small mini site kind of like a home page for the product. We don't let people check out on that page. We actually send them to the PDP or a quiz so we're not trying to like reduce friction and get less clicks. We haven't really found that to work because I think we have a little bit of a higher consideration thing, but you just have this mini site that gets people all the information they need. You can again find it if you look at our Facebook ad library. But that's actually been outperforming the listicle, which I've been surprised by, but I guess pleasantly surprised by because it's the landing page type that we've put the less the least amount of kind of thought and effort and optimization into. Uh, but like, so you're going to create more of, those? of our PDPs. Yeah, we're going to create more. Pretty much every everything we're we're running, we're we're now testing a variation of that. Um, we're again, I think the biggest unlock for, for us is just testing more strategically, really organizing our tests in a way where we're isolating variables and we're not leaving things mm. up to kind of random chance where I don't think we are doing that well enough in the future because we didn't have the bandwidth. So yeah, definitely we're gonna do more. We might actually have Sharma's team uh hooks do a, a page for us because I'd love to see kind of what they come up with. Um because they Big do, do and really innovative stuff. Yeah, no, they 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 make some killer pages. So Definitely excited to check out what they can do. Um, but yeah, we haven't really tested that much on those. So I'm really excited just to kind of share some stats, some numbers. I mean, these are converting both the listicle and and the Trojan horse converting about double, a little even a little bit better than what our PDP is converting at. Wow. AOV is a little bit lower. So I'm trying to get that AOV up, but the bounce rate is much lower. The time on site is much better and the conversion rate is much wow. better. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. We just got to figure out how to get the AOV up. And then also we, we test uh, and we'll probably do a little bit more of a testing going straight to PDP versus quiz from those. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall quiz seems to be the winner, not factoring in all the extra emails we get and the LTV increases we get of a quiz taker. Right. I think if we factor that in, quiz is a clear winner. Uh, so again, yeah. that's just what works for us. But I think there's probably some good tests and principles that people can can find in this stuff.
1: It's a that's a ton of a ton of data, and I think people are always looking to learn more about what landing pages are working and what aren't. So I think we're we're pretty solid on the first test of the week. Um, this is this will probably be a new segment where we'll yeah, know, kind of talk about what we're testing. But
0: guys, yeah, let I'll us know if you uh, didn't work. If you if you uh, appreciated me and Eli's testies this week, please let us know. Drop us a line on Twitter.
1: Iconic. Um, <laughs> Please just chaotic enough. <laughs> just jump. chaotic enough for a Thursday evening. Um Thursday, it's five thirty. I'm about to jump all deep into my seventeen unanswered emails and then Oh
0: man, I'm at I'm at eighteen. Just,
1: I used to
0: be Yeah. You yeah. Know what? And then just kind of Sharma would say like that's cute. I remember on our on our first one with him, I was like, Oh man, I yeah. am overwhelmed. I got like twenty. He's like, That's He's cute. like, Oh, I, I have eight hundred.
1: Yeah like weird flex, but okay. Gosh. Okay, well, it's been a pleasure and always exciting to do this. We have a phenomenal, fun guest uh, next week or next episode, so excited oh, for that. Oh, do we have and the man, the
0: myth, the legend?
1: Well, I hope so. We'll find out. Yeah, I have to we'll confirm, see. but um, exciting guest. And then, yeah, just, just vibing. Uh, if you have anyone that you'd love for us to chat with, I'm always open for that. Um, Again, thanks for listening in and Thanks for sticking with us. If you have any uh, extra moment or two, feel free to drop a review and and a couple of stars on this podcast. It helps us a lot uh, to get
0: this out to more people. Um, We got our first bad review though. Actually, not a review. No one left the comments. All the reviews have been good. I I totally appreciate all of them. We got our first one-star review. I think it's it's a hater, my guess. (laughs) My guess, they didn't even leave a comment. My guess, Eli. You're a lot more like than I am. I think it was probably a hater of mine, not a hater of yours. is my guess. Oh wow! I, I could probably. So I need guess some more lovers. If I had five to guesses on one hand. It. I could probably guess who it is. <laughs> oh gosh!
1: Yeah. Okay. I so think if that, anyone no, out there likes the us Eli or even feels bad for us, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yeah. Eli, amazing. get, get well, your thanks cousins a lot. to leave a review. Yeah, all my cousins. Anyway, right. it's been real. Peace. Namaste. Cheers. Thank you.